Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of This Is The Waypoint. Joining me today, I, of course, am Robopack92, and I will not forget to mention that like five minutes into the episode this time. I'm doing it right <laughs> now. Right now, I'm doing it. Joining me today, directly on my right, is the one, the only, the haircutted, some other Josh. Yeah. Did I speak just like that fish lady? Is that good? <laughs> 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 it was it was it was weirdly really good. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. I've, it was, I've it was how, yeah, I was like, how long you've been practicing? <laughs> since I rolled credits, baby. Since I rolled credits. <laughs> Just immediately, he's he like, I gotta yeah. rewind it. I gotta I gotta figure this out. Exactly. In my top right, in his beautiful ass Spider Man chair, the one and only Jordan Deeb. What's up? What's up? Josh, I do want to say it almost sounded like you were doing a really bad impression of trying to sing down with the sickness. Like, so I think it's canon then, right? That uh, Lizard Lady is in a uh, System of a Down cover band. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. I'm sorry, the Disturbed. That's a Disturbed song. Yeah. yeah. I just know the meme. It's all good. <laughs> I went with it and I was like, wait, that's not right. <laughs> and then, of course, friend of the show, also co-host on, on this show, oh, directly above me, is Sir Jim Tasty. Hey, guys. Number one Trapper Wolf Stan reporting for duty. <laughs> the number one, huh? <laughs> Something like I believe it. Top, top ten. Top five. <laughs> all right, so, well... For those of you that might not know and are joining us on, on episode two for whatever reason, stop this, go back, watch the first episode, then come here. Because each and every week we are uh, coming here to discuss week by week, episode by episode, season two of The Mandalorian. Today, we're going to be talking about chapter two, episode two, The Passenger. Uh, I'd like to start it off and, and just say, uh, give me give me your general thoughts, y'all. What, uh, what do you think? I'm going to start with you today, Brett. Um... Yeah, without getting into like the actual story beats, um, I still had a lot of fun watching the episode. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. Um, it you know it didn't rock my world. It you know it didn't make me look at Star Wars in a completely you know, you know new way. But I had a lot of fun watching the episode. And yeah, kind of like what I said last week is like the technical aspects of the show is just off the charts. So uh, it's it's just gorgeous to gorgeous to watch too. I totally agree, totally agree. And and I mean, it's like we'll we'll get into the into the the actual story beats here in in just a few minutes. But I but I mean, it's I had that same thought that I did last week, where of course last week there's that shot of the crate dragon like coming up out of the side of the mountain and and they're jetpacking mm -hmm. around it and stuff. And I had a similar thing to where they're being attacked by the uh, by the giant Krikna spider, and it's coming it's coming through the the ceiling and there's tons of them everywhere. And I had that exact same thought. Of, I was like. They had way more budget this season. This looks amazing. <laughs> I was like, it just good, looks man. good. Jordan, what about you, man? What are your general thoughts on this episode? I mean, if no one else is going to say it, then I will. Guys, Baby Yoda eats pussy. <laughs> Dude, he, I think they were unfertilized eggs. I, I think there was like a like some sort of blog post on some Star Wars website that said, they weren't actually fertilized. Yeah. So I don't know if it's. Yeah, like that was uh, that was something yeah, if they that. Were fertilized, that wouldn't be pussy. 
They've been eating babies, which is horrible. I was like, at first, I was like, dude, this guy eat like ten kids or something. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I know. I, yeah, yeah. Thing, I, I think they pointed out, like, specifically pointed out that they were unfertilized, like while they were in the cantina or something. No, no. If I, I also, correctly. I also really thought it was going to be a plot point. Like, this is going to sound horrible. I really thought that she was going to lose the eggs and be devastated, and then Baby Yoda was just going to like pull it back out of his <laughs> and it was gonna be like i have one, one. <laughs> exactly um as for the uh the budget the one the scene for me that made me realize how big the budget was wasn't the spider scene was the um when he's like crash landing onto the planet that we spend most of the episode at and he's chasing and he's trying to get away from the uh the two x-wings that's what made me go oh this budget is nice they did they I, I did love that scene. They did the one thing that, that always kind of pulls me out of a movie, though, which is that digital zoom uh, to where he's flying down, and it punches in super fast on, on, on the ship, and it's kind of shaky a little bit, and I was like, that's not a real camera. <laughs> and I can always tell, and it bothers me every single time one of those shots come up. But they do look cool at the same time, and what a sequence that was. I can't wait to talk about that right. one. Uh, what, uh, what about you, Josh? What did you think? I did not like this episode. No way. My arachnophobia was acting way the fuck up. I did not fuck with no spiders. Um, Also, like, I just, I really didn't find it to propel the story, the overarching story um, forward. Uh, Like, this season definitely is feeling a lot more like monster of the week with each episode, especially with the Krayt Dragon um, last week and then the spiders this week. And, like, I didn't initially really liked last week's episode until we talked about it and then you all were going into like a lot of the um expanded universe stuff and the canon pieces with the marshal and then i rewatched it and i like came around on it but this was definitely like feels a lot more monster of the week doesn't really power it forward that's fair so me me personally i don't have a huge issue with with the monster of the week kind of thing like that's that's not something <laughs> that's, that's ever bothered me but um Something that I that I really liked about last week's episode, like to to mention on your point, which is is there were a lot of like little expanded universe connections in in all those sorts of things, and even if uh, I mean obviously it's the first episode, so it's really got to push the the the, the plot in, in that one, and this one doesn't really do either of those things. Yeah, um, like the there it's kind of like a another step forward in the plot, but not super far. And then there's really like little to no expanded universe stuff going going on in this mm-hmm. one, but um. I don't dislike it for that. I did hate the spiders because I do not fuck with spiders at all. <laughs> um, and they look so realistic, and I hate that. It is. <laughs> Brittany yeah. hasn't watched it yet, and she she hates spiders more than I do. And so I texted her while I was watching, and I was like, you're going to hate this one, dude. <laughs> like, it's bad. <laughs> you're going to hate this episode because they're creepy, and, and when the mouth like stuck on the... <laughs> Uh, I'm really glad he, he used a flamethrower at one point because I was like, yeah. yes, that was the proper response. Yeah. Um, so it's like I didn't hate it. I did really like the X-wing chase because I'm a sucker for a good, for a good mm-hmm. X-wing chase. Like it's oh, just yeah, absolutely. You put X-wings in something, I'm probably gonna like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so let's let's go ahead and and then start uh, talking about some of the the general story beats. Then uh, I think mm-hmm. we. I'll, I'll kick this one off. I guess I I, I am a little disappointed that it doesn't move the plot forward all that much i mean it, it kind of does tor- towards the end when they finally get off the planet and, and that sort of thing but they're kind of stuck there for a little <laughs> while and um it's yet another episode too where something happens to a ship man <laughs> yeah. oh yeah no i had that, that razor well. crest has the worst luck dude it breaks like well, every other episode the the new republic pilots mention like 
dude, this ship is so old. <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, and and I mean, if you want if you want to get into some some lore stuff too, uh, I don't remember specifically where I I read this. I think it might have just been like on, on like a like a StarWars.com blog post where where they just kind of talk uh, talk about it. But the Razor Crest is actually a Clone Wars era ship. Mm-hmm. So that it's like a, a 60, 70 year old ship. At I this think point. they said pre Clone Wars in the show, right? And it's even or older than like I mean, that. yeah, that thing's yeah. old as shit. And I I did like the X Wing somewhere around that era. The X Wing pilots kind of dunking on them a little bit. They were like, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, this thing is old. Like you need to put some new stuff in there, man. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I did like that, but uh, that thing breaks like every other episode, man. He's got the worst mm-hmm. luck. <laughs> I know, man. Right. I I wonder. I it didn't even occur to me until this episode, but like. Maybe he gets like a new ship this season or something. I'm curious about that game. myself. Probably got they the got to tell those stories. Yeah, yeah, for real. Or, or I mean, he'll he'll get like a huge upgrade to where it's still the Razor Crest, but it's like a newer. I mean, it's like you know, Poe Dameron had had uh, the black one, and then it gets blown up in Last Jedi, and then he's rolling around with that white and orange one in the last one, and that's two separate mm-hmm. toys you can sell. You know. Mm-hmm. What if it's the Slave One? What oh, if fuck. he gets the Slave One? Oh then, shit. And, uh, Oh, I'm fine with that. That's okay with it's me. It's sitting on, on Tatooine somewhere. It's exactly. all silver. It's just all silver this time, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just trying to make Din Djarin the new Boba Fett. Like. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as as far as the plot goes, I I I did think this is actually one of the one of the better like cold opens in the series. I really enjoyed that that oh, that whole bit where he, where he gets mugged and straps his jetpack to the dude and just specifically because mm-hmm. it, like he hits the button the dude goes flying and Yoda kind of looks at him and he's like wow, seriously and he just goes what you want me to do? Yeah, he's like what? <laughs> yeah. I see I wasn't expecting him to get it back like that. I thought that as the dude was running away with it, he was just going to shoot him. Oh yeah, I was mm-hmm. I was thinking I thought I thought he was just going to whip it out real fast and blast him, but that was way better. What we got was way yeah. better. It's interesting yeah, to me that it stands up on its own, too, when he takes it off and puts it in front of him. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I wonder if um, I had this thought of, like, watching, especially the, the cold open of, like, Yoda, or not Yoda, you know, the child has seen, you know, a lot of, like, nasty things. And, you know, even harps on it last episode where he's like yeah he's used to it and it's like you know you know when you're a young impressionable kid you know those things stick with you a little bit more than you know it mm-hmm. might normally so there's gonna be a murder yoda yeah maybe he's like the the jedi that blows up luke's temple or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> a yoda with ptsd <laughs> Well, he's already got those violent tendencies. The way he was choking Cara Dune in like mm-hmm. the seventh episode oh, yeah, last right. season. Yeah, yeah. So he's getting there for sure. And he never feeds the kid either. Like, yeah, I know. No wonder he's trying eggs. to eat them eggs <laughs> all the time, man. He doesn't feed it. <laughs> yeah. I did think it was it, there. There. There are two just like absolutely adorable scenes in in the in this episode. The one is in that cold open when he waddles back over to then and he picks him up. I was just like the puppet. I've never felt feeling yeah. for a puppet like that before. He's so cute. But then also um, because for whatever reason that they couldn't travel in light speed, they had to go sublight, and so he's actually like literally flying. And then he's like, "All right, nap time," and he just crawls into that into that little bed. And he's got the the little hammock like above for for the child and it was just like i love that that's so great like i wondered where yeah. he slept on there i i, I know it's so cramped there, but it, it must be deeper than i thought <laughs> we can't really go and give him a smaller ship at this point i know yeah, it had to be bigger right yeah 
Which, uh, I mean, to be fair, like, half that ship's storage is, is reserved for, you know, carbonite passengers. Right. Fair, <laughs> fair. I did like that. Um... I like I like the cold opening. It's it's unlike most episodes. I think I, I like that it basically picked up like right where the last one left off. Yeah, yeah. Like that I was like that, that was too. cool that it starts out where he's still on the speeder bike where he where he ended the last episode and that was that was really cool because there's usually like mm -hmm. a like at the very least like a like a day or so in in between each episode which is which is cool. Um, Absolutely. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for nostalgia. I like that they that. You had a short scene where it goes back into the Moss Eisley Cantina, like that. Right. That one, that one got me. It's 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 so cool to see, like such a a classic scene in a different light like that. Like that's really cool. Um, and then I mean you know always shout out to all their alien designs and stuff. I mean dude was just a, literally a big amp. You know? Doctor Mandible <laughs> makes his return. <laughs> I think that was literally his name, Doctor. Yeah, Doctor Mandible. Yeah, uh, who was who was of course a. One of the aliens that was originally in the scene in in A New Hope and has one yeah one of those absolutely ridiculous names like you know Hammerhead Doctor Mandible whatever like uh, yeah it might still be him as I say yeah I, I think it, it it's Star Wars it has to be right <laughs> for sure uh, something I was wondering too is uh, yes Snaggletooth that's right <laughs> <laughs> uh, is when when he goes back in uh, Doctor Mandible and I can never remember the woman's name with the curly hair. Yeah, Amy Sedaris. Yeah, yeah, it's Amy always Sedaris. Amy Sedaris for me. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah. is, is that Dr. Mandible and Amy Sedaris are playing... Uh, I, I keep wanting to say Dejarik, and that's not right. They're playing cards. Uh, it's not oh, Pazak. <laughs> that's KOTOR. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah Pazak is, is the one that gets me. Uh, uh, man. Oh no, they play it in solo, and I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> I can tell you. Alright, well, whatever it is. Um, is there... Is there playing yeah, Uno? <laughs> Space Uno. Space Uno, yeah. <laughs> is there they're playing cards and I, and as I look at that and I was like, I wonder if those are just like the cards that they sell at Galaxy's Edge. Sabak. <laughs> Sabak, thank you, yeah. Sabak, yeah. So she I, she's holding the cards and I'm looking at it and I'm like, those those look suspiciously exactly like the ones that they sell at Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, how was she they, how is she gonna yeah. do it, right? Like Right. I mean, if they paid for a full deck of cards, how are they going to do the cool chase scene? So it's like, you know, you got four <laughs> yeah, <blues>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they just they ran down to Disney World real fast. Like, I need one of these. <laughs> Hopefully, they're not sold out because they're typically sold out. Um, but I, 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 I like that whole thing. And um, shout out again, just to kind of touch on like some expanded universe. It, it's not really expanded universe. I guess it's just kind of behind the scenes thing. Is that one of the X-wing pilots was Dave Filoni? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Who, of course, is the the creator director of uh, Clone Wars and Rebels and and Resistance, and also right. directed a couple episodes last season. And I think he might be directing a few episodes this season too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like yeah. one or two, probably. I think. Yeah, I, I think I, like episode five might be written by him. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and and of course, I mean, uh, he is kind of the he's he's George Lucas's protege. I mean, mm -hmm. I I don't think anyone else knows as much about Star Wars as Dave Filoni other than George Lucas. Like, I mean, the dude's next George and he, and he's great. And, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm very happy to see him in more like live action stuff. Cause I mean, he typically just is the animated, but uh, it's sad. It sounded like, cause they, they had to run up uh, Din's ship and they were like, Oh, you were at this, uh, this prison breakout from last season mm -hmm. and, and yeah. where there were also X-Wing pilots. But one of the X-Wing pilots in that scene was also Dave Filoni. <laughs> Right. So 
So yeah, it was the same. And so I'm, I'm waiting. It's like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you know that he was there? You were there. <laughs> so I, I was like, do they have the same actor playing two different characters? <laughs> <laughs> well, because uh, in season one, the rebel ships don't show up until they get to the space station, not That's the true. prison ship. <laughs> and I, I don't know how, I can't remember how it works, but like they're they kind of like flew past hyper, each other. I think they're yeah. exiting hyperspace after like right when he's like sublighting away so yeah you know it could get dicey there you know you're dealing with a lot of like instruments while you're coming out of hyperspace so maybe you just didn't yeah see them. so i have i have one question then just re- regarding this this plot um we we know that mandalorians are very hard to find like that's that's mm-hmm. that's kind of something that's been hammered over and over again how the hell do they keep finding one person that's like oh yeah i've seen a mandalorian <laughs> like in every single episode <laughs> that's why i think it's kind of like because it's you never hear a person that goes i found one so it's like a person who's heard of a person who's heard of a person that's yeah. found one <laughs> so i i hope it's not a thing where the entire season is him trying to find one single mandalorian and then season three can be putting the, uh, the child on whatever planet yoda is from because they mm-hmm. won't fucking tell us um and all that so i think it it's just one of those things where it sounds like it's a legend i wouldn't be surprised if all of these stories are supposed to be in the same mandalorian so mm. you, you might you might have turned me back uh turned my opinion on that back around because i thought that was that's kind of like convenient but then you're like yeah it usually is just like oh i know a guy who knows a guy who's who's supposedly seen a mandalorian and i did so that's yeah you might have, I'm, i might be i'm back on it again you got me you got me <laughs> yeah. um but something I did like about this, as opposed to to the previous episode, was the previous episode was it's like, oh yeah, there's a Mandalorian in this town. It's like one Mandalorian, which of course turned out to just be Cobb Vanth wearing Boba's armor. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- this one that I liked is is that uh, is like I know this person whose husband has seen a Mandalorian coven, and he's uh, like currently like, working a, with them. Yeah, it's a bunch of them, uh, which which mm-hmm. I, I think was was that that was kind of his goal. He's like, I need to find a like I know there's other covens out there, and I need to find like another group of Mandalorians because they'll probably have the resources to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that at least does feel like it's like okay, maybe we'll actually see more than more than Boba Fett this season. Uh, although I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised, Jordan, if he does spend the entire season looking for Mandalorians, and then we see them maybe the last episode. Right. But I mean, if they could keep my attention doing it, that's fine. Because another thing I was going to say is, while most people I feel like had mixed opinions about this episode, I liked it. And I think something season one taught me was that there is never truly filler with this show. Yeah. And that everything in some form of a way that he does will come back. And I think we saw it in this episode where they listed everything in season one mm-hmm. as to why they didn't arrest him this season. Yeah, <laughs> that was so nice. So interesting to see where this plot ends up in the grander scheme of things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. That's all you, man. I run the show. Right, You're fine. You say, go. Go. I, I was gonna say I really like that they brought the droid back and they used him as a translator yeah. between the frog lady and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I did like that, but, especially because yeah. uh, the voice actor too is one of my. He plays one of my favorite characters on a show called The IT Crowd. Right. Right. Like that. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, "Oh, he's back! Yay!" <laughs> I know. I noticed this interesting dichotomy between this episode and the and and the last episode uh, was uh, uh, Din was super, you know, uh, reverent of the uh, uh, Tuscan Raider culture, their language mm-hmm. and stuff. And then, uh, and I think the the Frog Lady is literally credited as Frog Lady in this show at the end. <laughs> 
but like literally he's like dude i don't speak frog <laughs> like yeah, just, yeah. Like, that difference yeah. of like he's very hey, like hey, hey cob like you got to be respectful and then he's like dude i i, I don't speak your language dude like lady. <laughs> like <laughs> so like it, it's interesting seeing that and also uh man near like the 70 percent mark of the show of this episode where he kind of wants to bail on on the on the on the quest of ferrying right. the lady over to uh trask and how uh i think it might have been i can't remember if it, i think it was the first episode where in the little flashback sequence they showed uh quill doing his speech about how how the old ways need to die um and after this episode i kind of took that to maybe mean like the strict mandalorian code he's observing because he was super cognizant he's always like yeah don't take off my helmet but then he has to be reminded of actually completing the job that he took instead of bailing on it so like he, he even he even him even din is a little flaky on certain aspects of his own code so i right. thought that was super uh that's what i was saying earlier chris when it was just us you of like there were some deeper things you could look into with this show of like okay like he he doesn't want to take off his helmet, but he's willing to bail on like the job he took. So yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's like, you know what? There's spiders and shit. I'm done. Like I'm I'm finished with this. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So something I I wanted to go back on as well, Jordan, is I really liked your point of is like there's never really filler in this show, and I I think now especially that we're in that we're in season two, like we're starting to to see progression on top of things that were introduced in in the first season which which i think will will just progressively make the show like deeper and in 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 more interesting but um it's like even on episodes like this where the majority of the episode doesn't push it too far as as far as just like plot progression if you want to call it that i've seen people even call them call this like side missions episode right like uh yeah but but it's 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 still it's he's still further along in it than than where he started in in that one and uh they they do a good job of even if it's this episode does kind of meander off of off of the main path a bit, but you you get back on it at the end, and now we're going into the next episode still with that goal of it's like okay we need to find your husband on on whatever planet this mm-hmm. is, and uh, I I still like that it's like even even if it doesn't fully service the, the overall arc, it's it's still pushing it forward enough to where there's there's a a, a clear and defined goal that we're that we have to do in in this next episode. Definitely. And with the whole, you know, with the Mandalorian technically being a Western, and I didn't know this until a friend explained it to me, but that Westerns are supposed to be, uh, you know, the cowboy, which in this case is Mando, who kind of falls in love with something that takes him out of this lifestyle. If that's supposed to be the end goal of him finding something that he's attached to, whether it be like a girlfriend, a wife, or just the child for him to take care of as his own child. In a way, every uh, episode is important because it's going to grow his development, I think, into that final stride a little bit. So mm-hmm. it was definitely a more, especially the first half, a slightly more boring episode. You're like, I wonder where this is going. And it really doesn't go as far as you think it does. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it's very clearly uh, inspired by a lot of Westerns, especially if you look at the last episode, which was almost straight up a Western. It took place out oh, yeah. in the desert. You had the Marshall, the Lone Gun. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, but, uh, but I mean, like, one of the central themes of the show overall is that sort of, like, Lone Gun kind of thing. It's it's equally Western, but also kind of equally, like, samurai film, though, too, where you had kind of have, like, the Lone Wolf and Cub 
uh, sort of thing. And so I, th I think you can you can see. Uh, I it, I think it's easy to make a lot of comparisons to to things like um, like my mind goes to like the first like Last of Us game, uh, for for instance, which kind of has like a that similar thing. It's like rough a double dude lives by his own rules, and then has this you know here's this kid that he's got to take care of that he doesn't like at first, mm -hmm. but now he kind of does. <laughs> um, I just I actually it. it to compound on that, I just watched uh, one of uh, Video Game Donkey's most recent video where he talks about uh, he like reviews The Last of Us Two by by going through a bunch of like YouTube comments, and he compare <laughs> and he compares Last of Us Two to Up because yeah. <laughs> because it's got a a grumpy dude and a kid that he doesn't like at first, who then they go on an adventure and then the grumpy dude like learns to get out of it, grow out of his shell and likes the kid, and I was like, damn, he kind of right though. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and so now I'm just looking at Mandalorian, and I'm like, you're kind of like Up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Disney properties. Uh, yeah, exactly. It, it's all. I think. I think it's fair to say now that Up is uh, canon in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah. No. Mando watched it once, like before we off screen, before the first season even takes place, and it changed him. Yeah, one hundred percent. Right before he took that bounty. Yeah. yeah. He's like crying Sometimes in he, his helmet. Yeah. He just picks up Baby Yoda sometimes, and in his head goes, "You are my Russell." <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh yeah overall plot was fine for me like it, it didn't do mm -hmm. anything crazy uh, it's it's again i don't have a huge issue with the monster of the week kind of thing and so you you get to that i there there was an overall theme though that i that i just for me personally i was like throughout the entire episode i was just kind of uncomfortable uh because because it, it's like he couldn't communicate with this frog lady at all and was having a hard yeah. time doing that and it was and, and like she was just kind of weird and doing frog lady things, uh, mm -hmm. especially once she like finds the hot tub and is like naked all of a sudden. I was like, "What the fuck is this episode?" <laughs> As like, I don't know how to explain this translated into like a frog alien, but like her outfit and like her way of walking, she has like quirky aunt energy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> okay, I'm happy that you guys know what I'm talking about. And so you know? that was that was just uncomfortable, and then also, I mean, it's funny but weird that the child is like so like trying so hard to eat this woman's eggs <laughs> it's so I weird it. i love it bro she i i because I, I was trying to count like how many he he ate throughout the episode mm -hmm. it, had been like, it had been like 10 to 15 he ate yeah. like half of them because, like because there's almost there's that, none at the end <laughs> there's that there's that break where like mando's knocked out for a while and baby yoda was eating a ton of them you assume and mm -hmm. like she doesn't she doesn't pick oh. up on it at all i know like, yeah I it's it so get, weird again i thought it was gonna lead into a conflict or somehow a solution mm -hmm. uh -huh. um and then i was like that is weird and now i'm thinking about it, I'm like but caviar right like <laughs> yeah it was just it was just weird to watch and yeah i i also thought the same thing to where it was like oh okay yoda eating like or the child eating like half of her or eggs is going to be like important to the plot and it super wasn't <laughs> no right <laughs> and that, it, that was Every all Go for it. Go for it. It's all you. Oh, I was going to say, uh, I love it, though. Like, every time you see it, you're like, oh, this little fucker, right? Every time he pops up. <laughs> the first moment when he, like, walks up to the bottle and, like, his he's head like... is expanded. And there's that, like, shot where he's, <laughs> yeah, he's just looking in. And then, yeah, he's eating him. And then throughout, even, like, at the bath, she, like, he's trying to eat him. And then, like, pops one last one in it. At the, like, the very at the last end. one, like, right at the end, dude. Help. You just can't help. <laughs> so good. Be like, oh, this little fucker. We, we did, we did get um, and I and I think you guys say gif, right? Yeah. Who says gif? Yeah, because yes. we're normal. Yes. Jordan, you say gif too. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
Okay, so I'm I'm alone here. We I'll and I'll say it for you guys. We get an all time GIF moment of uh uh then doing the little finger wag. Like no. Yeah. yeah it's like you know, I saw it, I, I watched the episode and then I saw it on Twitter that later that day I'm like, oh man, like I gotta I gotta save this. Perfect. I did <laughs> I did love that scene though too, because he talks to the child for a second the same way I talked to my dog to where it, yeah. he's like he's like reaching for him in the hot tub and he goes, No. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's what the best say. It's like it was one step away from just like rolling up a newspaper and like swatting. Him bad. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. And so, baby Jedi. And so it's like all all of that was just it was funny, but it was weird. It was mm -hmm. it just it just made me uncomfortable. Everything everything to do with the frog lady, uh, especially when she starts actually jumping around like a frog. Um, right. Yeah. But then just to just to, to just a compound <laughs> on top of that, which okay, actually before I before I go on. I thought it was I thought it was a nice little touch. So I was like, okay, she runs like a frog. That's really funny. But then uh, they right. get to the point where he turns around, he blasts her with the flamethrower, and he turns back around, and then she's running on two legs again. I was like, what happened? Mm -hmm. She got some. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, she like, this is fine. In her hallway, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Mm. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Uh, the but one it's that like was to... more drawing... What's that, Josh? Oh, I was gonna say the one that was more drawing for me um, was when she's like still naked in the hot tub. And like spiders are coming out, and she like turns around and like gets her clothes with her tongue. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> and like one go too, she she's like she's got it all on. She was ready you know, to go, exactly. man. Yeah, yeah, that was fast. But it's like to just to compound on like how already uncomfortable I am is. Then they put gross space spiders into into, into the thing, which uh, mm -hmm. I will give a shout out to the to the beginning of that of that scene where he discovers all of these eggs. You know, child got a real thing for eggs, but the, but right. then I'm it, it's it's. Just great visual design where you, where I was looking around, I was like, this just looks like alien. I, I was like, don't touch mm. those eggs. <laughs> yeah. You knew something was up. Yeah. I didn't know they were going to hatch and the things were going to like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't think spider eggs. I thought maybe it was going to be like another creature that's, I don't know how to explain it, but a little bit more um, of a sentient creature was inside mm. them. I think is the best way to explain it. Uh, so you guys Weird you like have you guys never seen Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets? I mean Aragog and the <laughs> spider. Same thing. I know. It it did remind me a lot of the, the Aragog scene, which I also hated. So oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, those ones were hairy and that made it worse. No man, it's that that's my uh that's my scale, right? Is is if if a spider is big enough to see hair on it, it's too big. That's where I'm at with it. Or if it's they're, weird. they're giant, white, tall spiders in space, also bad. It's weird, like, you know, watching that in Harry Potter, watching this in Mandalorian, like, it doesn't scare me. But, dude, if I see one in real life, then I, like, I lose <laughs> it. I can't handle it. I don't know why, like, there's that. There's I don't that do spiders. Spider I, was, I was traditionally, like, fine with spiders. Like, even after watching uh, Chamber of Secrets when I was younger, I was fine with spiders until I was living in New Mexico, and I got a big-ass wolf spider in my Ooh. room. Yeah, nope. and, no and that killed spider man. I don't like it's, it's I'd, I'd go back and, and watch different six of this one. I was like, yep, don't like it. Don't like them anymore. Mm. It's like that ruined spiders for me. I was fine before then. I don't know what is that seeing one ruined it. Yeah, it's yeah. clearly scarier than Chamber Secrets because it's like one space spider because they had, in my opinion, like squid like elements, too. Yeah, because mm. they were so they were like tall. Yeah. Like squid. yeah. And then, you know, it's just obviously this was framed in a way that's much less kid friendly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's they like again like shout out to to the budget and the animation team, but they made them they made them 
like convincingly move like real spiders too and it was just unsettling <laughs> i didn't like that i don't like their legs yeah. <laughs> yeah, i know I they're big on practical effects in this show but uh and sorry to interrupt i think the cgi helped um a little bit and yeah. sometimes i wish that they would add just a touch of cgi to the child because he moves so stiffly mm-hmm. um and like I, I they had a scene where he's like supposed to be sliding down the snow and it's a half second because i think it would have looked awkward seeing him perfectly stand up straight and slide down yeah so i think a touch of cgi would actually help with uh the child's movements but i wonder if they if they and i don't you know i don't know 100 percent, but like if they have the puppet but then they kind of do like a coating of cgi to like because there are i feel like there's some scenes i feel like there's some scenes where he looks like way too good for a puppet you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. but there's obviously those moments where he's like you know like um you know like uh stop motion like when when he's very much when when he's very much (laughs) muppeting around like yeah yeah yeah, for sure um from an engineer who discovered he can make him go like this and they're like we gotta run with that we spent a bajillion <laughs> dollars doing this tech mm-hmm. yeah we need eight scenes of him eating eggs uh <laughs> and one of a spider <laughs> <laughs> um brett brett and i did a little pre-show investigation to, to where these are krikna spiders uh right. k-r-y-k-n-a and uh we we'd had that that thing to where initially like both he and I were were like man it's like we really thought it was like this one particular like a Kinrath spider from Knights of the Republic, and and again just I mean mm-hmm. keep that keep that those Corto references coming but it is not it is a Krikna spider which was though, um I I believe originally introduced to us in uh, Rebels, mm-hmm. because um, yes. I was sitting there I was like I've seen this spider before and I don't know where and I couldn't I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't put my finger on it but yeah they they are in Rebels not in that kind of numbers. Yeah, oh, absolutely. More, they look much more frightening in uh, Mandalorian. They're, they're very cartoony <laughs> in Rebels. Now, I'm trying to think of the size in, in Rebels. They seem to be like human size, but that one in Mandalorian was like Massive. 20 feet tall yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah that one easily. was huge. And, Regional uh, differences or something, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think it was probably just like age. I, I mean, guess, yeah, because we saw it was an old that spider. Too, yeah. That's big, so it yeah. must be at some point. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 big one, man. that big one was probably the queen. Yeah, I don't right, know what it is with, sp- with spiders, man. They, they 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 put all this fucking uh, reshook spiders in Jedi Fallen Order and made me fight them. And I was I just know. like, that one got me too because they just look like regular spiders but big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I was gonna say the chase scene from the spiders almost reminded me of like Uncharted, where I can't remember. I think it's happened in two games where at one point they fall down and there's snakes and another there's spiders and you literally have the flame and you're trying to get yeah. them away. That was the first one for sure, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, that one came to mind for me. I, I mean, for like... me, it was, it, was, it was, you mentioned it earlier, but it, it, it reminded me a ton of Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The beginning uh, when he crawled out, I was like, oh, it's like Space Aragog. Yeah. And then when he's finally in the ship and he finally decides to use the flamethrower, which I was yelling at my screen. I, was just like, I know. I was like, "That's how you kill spiders is with fire." You only had three <laughs> bombs too. Like he, he's got to throw them all out there, know, right? right. <laughs> but and, 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 and oh, go for it. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, um, it 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 didn't bother me, but I and I kind of actually liked it. But how you know they're running from the cave to the ship, and like the spiders are like on them at all times, but somehow never get to them. <laughs> they never get got right. by the spiders. Oh like, yeah, which is like, one of those things mm-hmm. where I was like. 
these spiders are clearly faster than they are. Yeah, clearly faster than they. But it's they did such a, again just to talk about the visually did such a great job of, of making them look creepy and they're all like crawling over the top of each other and stuff and yeah. getting everywhere and that that bit where he's like trying to close the door and they're they're trying and they're <laughs> starting to come <laughs> in. I was like ah ah yeah. nah eh. And how long were how long were the spiders in the like the back part of the ship? Because he immediately goes in there and it's like and it's, it's like just web. It's full web. Spider, I think they were I think they were home. spitting them though too. Which again, shout shout out. I mean, it's you know they I did like that they would, I, they actually like spit the webs abs at right. them and, and you you see a good bit of that. And yeah, I think they just went in there. And, to the they just went in there and went crazy, man. Absolutely. <laughs> spitting spitting webs everywhere. Yeah. I do like that one shot during the chase sequence where they're like tracking them up the wall a bit, like oh, following yeah. them as they're yeah. running. And then, yeah, when he like first um, starts up the flamethrower and then it just does that cut to outside the cave, similar to like uh, the second episode when he fights the uh, the rhino where you mm-hmm. just see the like um, the blaster shots, but you just see the flame uh, all along the ice wall and then they just run back out. I yeah. felt like this episode did a great job of building tension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I agree. Like I was, and, and I mean, it's mm-hmm. not just like an arachnophobia thing, but too. But uh, but I was, yeah. I was like, there was a good. They they kept that sort of energy up. I was like, how the hell are they going to get out of this? Right. You know. And, and they, you know, they technically didn't. Which I want to make a good point on how, uh, you know, because the the New Republic pilots weren't necessarily antagonists, but you know, they were, you know, not you know completely on on Mando's side, but they actually weren't like you know doofuses. Like they mm-hmm. they, they like tracked them down. They were like, oh yeah, they, you know, they probably had some heat signature or something. All this stuff going off in this cave. Mm-hmm. They, like. They, they, right. so they, they, they probably saw like the the eighty foot spider crawling on the on the surface of the planet, and they're like, "Aha!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, That's uh, our leader. Yeah, excellent. But you do make a great point, though. Like, uh, especially at, at the end, because they have that exchange uh, to where Mando's mm-hmm. where Mando's like, he's like, "Okay, I'll I'll do this thing if you help me with the ship." And they were just like, "How about you put a transponder on your ship, and we won't blow you up?" <laughs> and then <they> just, <laughs> and then they just leave. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I I always kind of kind of like when they 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 show that the uh the, the rebels or the new republic or whatever aren't like like pure altruists like they're 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 not all good people mm-hmm. yeah. yeah they're not angels they're they're like you're a criminal fuck yeah, you it gave, <laughs> it, it gave good insight i think uh just you know small little details of like the state of the galaxy of like obviously uh um Trapper Wolf's helmet was a little bit different in this episode. Mm-hmm. He had a couple more insignias on his helmet and stuff, so he's had you know more service. And then also like, uh, it's what roughly five six years after episode six, so yeah. they probably don't have full control of the galaxy, you know, just quite yet. So they're you know only two you know ship patrol and like this random you know outer rim sector. So I just thought it was cool of like. You know, just those like little universe building details of mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, it's not like this full armada patrolling. It's just two, literally two X wings. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like it's because they're so new, they basically have to rule with like, what do you call it? an iron fist? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, no shits given. We can't because you know, as someone who's studied history, when a new government takes over, you kind of have to, or else you leave room for a power vacuum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's that's a great point. And so I mean, it's I, again just like last season. I think they do a good job of like showing us like, hey, they, like the new republic's no pushover, like they'll fuck you up. Yeah, yeah, I like I like that a lot. And uh, so the 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 last thing I, I think I want to touch on here is just 
we kind of mentioned it earlier, but shout out to that fucking X-Wing chase scene, man. Yeah, that shit was rad. Yeah. I, I like it, like, right from the get-go, they established that he can't use, uh, is it Starlight or whatever, where he can't go hyperspace. incredibly fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah can't, can't go hyperspace, so he has to use his Starlight exactly. engines. Mm-hmm. And then they come out of hyperspace, and they're just kind of chatting with him for a bit, and then they're like, all right, let's uh, flip over to channel two. And then they're on channel two for a bit, and you're like, oh, shit. You knew then, something was going Yeah, that's down. when you know. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, no. The X-Wings, like, open up, and you're like, here we go. Here we go. And it's just, it's full yeah, on, they, like. they use their 100%. brains to figure out it's the same ship that was uh, attacking that prison ship. Like, mm-hmm. right. they, they weren't complete morons you know, this episode. Like, mm-hmm. So that was cool. Yeah, dude, I did love that moment to to where it's it's the camera's like mostly on on Din's helmet, and you just see the X wing like outside of his cockpit, and then and then yeah, the X foils open up, and you're like, uh oh. Here we go with all those all those excuses not to turn on, you know, his transponder. Or <laughs> right. And he's like, oh wait, hold on, here it is, and he's like flipping the switch. And stuff. Like, I found it. <laughs> yeah, oh, that man. was that was that was great. I I loved that. Um. <laughs> I think we kind of touched on on just about everything that I that I wanted to. I don't know if if there's anything else that you guys wanted to wanted to mention at all. I like how, um, and this you know, I I, I like how they don't like name every planet they go to. So mm-hmm. like we landed on this ice planet, and you know, I, and I I fall prey to this too. But I'm like Ilum, or you know, like I'm oh like, yeah, one hundred percent ice planet is it Ilum? Right. <laughs> but like. It, it you know ninety nine percent probably isn't, but like I, don't think, I just like how they don't you know obviously you know for certain movies like with Rogue One and it's good to have those stuff, but I also like how they don't and, and let you figure it out for yourself later or just you know that's not important to the story. It's not important right. to what's going on. It's about you know Din and, and the child. Yeah, I agree with that, and and it's 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 just open enough to like maybe it's Ilum, <laughs> right? Maybe. <laughs> Uh, so something else that I feel like I always and and I will always every single episode that we do this shout that out is of course the soundtrack. I don't know how it gets better every single episode, but damn, it really does. It really does. Oh, yeah. Ludwig Gordonson, I love you. Absolutely, I That's like that I there's like little synth tones for Baby Yoda now. Like he's starting to get his own theme. Like especially when he is yeah. looking at the jar, like discovering the eggs the first time. Like you are starting to get into that. Stuff. Which is cool. So okay, cool. you you bring up something something that I noticed too is that he almost speaks in this episode. Like it's not just like baby noises anymore. There's a point where he's making noises. They're not words, but it's not just ah, ah, either. I mean, he's, right. he's he's sitting there and it sounds like he's trying to say something. Um, yeah. It's it's after uh, like Frog Lady runs away and he and he sees the but but it's like if you go back and watch that like he's clearly like trying to form words at, at that point uh, to get. Din, Din's attention, and that was something that I, that I picked up on. I was like, he's getting older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, I mean, it's I, th- I think that kind of goes hand in hand with, uh, yeah, he's starting to get his own like mu- musical theme uh, in in, mm-hmm. in the in the shots where where he's by himself or doing things or like lustfully looking at somebody else's egg so he can eat them. Uh, <laughs> 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 Hungry, yeah, he is. Like, he's just man. Does Snowbike Mike watch The Mandalorian? Because you know. He still hasn't tried eggs yet, right? We gotta, <laughs> we gotta change that. <laughs> he tried frog Sub- eggs. Subliminal the man, messaging. The man looked at me over the internet and said he's never seen an egg in his life, and I just I can't. 
I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. If for all of you that do, that don't understand that joke, I'm sorry. I don't think we have the time to explain that right by now. Right. But but just walk away knowing this: Snowbike Mike does not eat eggs. Mm. It's insanity. He is not like the child who only eats <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Alien and frog, or spider and frog. I guess spider and frog. Oh, oh yeah. So let's just talk about that again. I mean, does. Does Din ever feed the child at all? Because, I mean, he went and just ate this spider out of an egg, man. Uh, He's just the, like, what's last, this? I'm going to eat it. In the last episode, obviously, I think there might have been some sort of time jump. But, like, they had that huge crate dragon meat block on their spider. Right. Yeah. And it was completely gone. So, you know, that's a big piece of meat. I don't know how many days <laughs> that would last, you know, a, a, an adult and a child. But, right. Man. Which what a what a cool little reference to to uh, one of the the displays that they have up in, in Galaxy's Edge to where there's a um, it's a, it's an actual like food stand that you can go to but uh they they have like this animatronic droid uh like, yeah cook, cooking meat uh, using a a pod racer engine and and, he, mm -hmm. and he's like rotating a big spit full of full of meat and so they do that exact same thing in this episode and I was like that's clever I like that that's, that's cool. fun absolutely. That's fun. Also, shout out to Galaxy's Edge to where if you want your your very own Krikna spider, you can buy one there at the uh, the, the the pet shop. It's like that, it's like that big and no. it rattles. Ooh, it's gross. No. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. Yeah, I got my chance cubes. I'm good. <laughs> I'm somewhere here. The boy, Red, his mother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hate man. that I know that. I hate that I have that that line memorized. <laughs> well, boys, that, to to wrap this up, uh, how would you stack this episode compared to last week's? Josh, you first. Um, it's it definitely. I wouldn't say it's as good as last week's. It's. I don't want to say it's that drastic of a step down. Um, but yeah, it's still like I said earlier, uh, lacks propelling the plot forward. But um. Hopefully, like we've seen in the trailer, like the um, the woman and her husband show up on a dock in the trailer, so we know that it's at least going somewhere. And uh, yeah, it's I don't know. That's fair. That's I hate fair. spiders. I hate spiders. It's the worst and, part, dude. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's it's the worst I don't part. know if I'll ever come back to. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> I mean, definitely below last week's episode, but not talking down this one, but more talking up the the pilot. Mm -hmm. Right, you know what I mean, but yeah, that's I fair. Definitely say. That's fair, Brett. Yeah, I um, kind of like what I said at the beginning. I I still had a lot of fun watching this episode, just from numerous factors of, uh, you know, the technical aspects of the show. Um, you know, little nuggets that I kind of read into with uh, Din, um, and then also kind of what uh, Josh and uh, Jordan said is like, season the episode one was such a high point in terms of any kind of tv for me honestly so obviously and, and, and this might be my own personal preference but if every week is like this like intense high point like kind of episode it gets kind of rote it gets kind of mundane and you get used to it so this level was a little more low-key so i appreciated it from that aspect that the next time the show gets you know bonkers you know we'll have we'll be a few weeks removed from episode one to appreciate each like intense massive battle or you know something revelatory so i i did like it from that perspective for sure absolutely it's a, it, yeah, it kind of sounds like we're all 
on on various levels of, of kind of the, the the same area where it's it's I I don't think I liked it as as much as last week's episode, but I like the way that that Jordan put it to to where it was. Um, it's not a, a to say that I disliked this episode. It's just kind of speaking to the strength of of last week's episode because mm-hmm. that one is is my favorite episode in the show so far. In you yeah. know, like it was it was it was just excellent. But um, I again I'm not I'm not bothered by the monster of the week kind of feel. So it's like when they go off and do these side quests, if you want to call them that, like it doesn't bother me as much. I just like I like seeing some stuff that's kind of removed from from every everything that's going on. And it doesn't. Does it bother me? Uh, I did before. Before I sign off, also want to shout out that they're going to a planet called Trask, which is a Knights of the Old Republic reference. As uh, Trask Olgo was a was a character Ooh. that showed up at the very beginning of Knights of the Old Republic and dies like a bitch. Uh, <laughs> Never forget, <laughs> man. Never forget Trask. <laughs> and so they said Trask, and I was like, aha. <laughs> <laughs> I know no, that other, no other significance oh, other other than that. He's in the game for like five minutes, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, it's interesting that they use that name. I was like, I can't not be a reference to that. Like it has to be. Right. Yeah. So, but anyway, thank you guys again as always for for coming on. This is the waypoint, and thank you, audience, for sitting here and watching it. Of course, we will be back next week to watch chapter two, season three of the Mandalorian. If you haven't already, be sure to go. Uh, check out the Waypoint Rank Show, where we are currently going through the PS Plus collection. Uh, we've got one more episode coming out on launch day of the PS5, so be sure to to come see how the rest of our list stacks up. And of course, we're also going to talk about the the games that got added to it immediately after we posted our first episode as well, which was cool. <laughs> 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 that was really cool. All right, boys, where can we find you, Brett? Uh, I try to stream every day over at Twitch.tv/JimTasty. Uh, playing through Mass Effect right now, I couldn't wait. Once, once I saw the remastered announcement, I was like, "All right, I'm playing it now too, just so yes. I can play it again later." Yeah, <laughs> dusted off the old PS3 and everything, dude. Yeah, someone in my chat was like, "What is this? What system is this?" Because we're getting to that point now where the PS3 is old. Yeah, it's getting there for sure. But definitely check out uh, Brett at Twitch.tv/JimTasty. Dude's an excellent streamer. Jordan. Where can we find you? Find me on Twitter at Jordan underscore Deeb. Yeah. Throwing around hot dicks on Twitter every single day, and I love it. I'm here for it. Thank you. It's amazing. <laughs> Josh, what you mean? Uh, some other Josh on all platforms, Twitter, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, uh, MySpace. Uh, not Facebook because um, it's Facebook, but yeah. No parlor <laughs> account yet? No parlor account. No, uh, OnlyFans. Only some other Josh too. So also, don't forget it. your second Twitch. Some other other Josh. Yes, that as well. Shout out What's Robert your... Highwind for that bit. What's your favorite soda, Josh? My favorite soda. Mm-hmm. Diet Dr Pepper. Oh. I, oh, I thought you were gonna plug your other account, but. Oh right, number one RC Cola fan. Right. <laughs> i had like one rc cola in my fridge and now like it's you know it's forever (laughs) number one rc cola man i love it of course i am rebel pack you can find me uh three to five times a week on twitch.tv slash rebel pack 92 and this has been this is the waypoint Please check out everything else that, that Waypoint is doing on YouTube. Go follow us on Twitter. We have an Instagram that we don't use, and there's other stuff going on, too, of course, as always. I will see you guys again next week. This is the way. <laughs>